Hey y'all, Miss W here. Just had a few words before we get started. In this episode, we reference a couple of articles that talk about the increased number of deaths by suicide among school-age children. This is a very heavy topic, and although we don't talk about it for very long, just wanted to acknowledge it before the episode starts and remind everyone that we are not healthcare professionals, just two teachers discussing things that may be affecting ourselves and our students. If you or someone you know is struggling right now, please don't hesitate to reach out to the Suicide Prevention Hotline. The number is 1-800-273-8255. That number is also going to be linked in the show notes. And now, on with the pod. I'm Miss W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in schools, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's a BS in education. Welcome to BS in Education. My name is Miss W and I'm one of your hosts and we are here with, as always with it's Miss B. It's me too. <laughs> what a stunted weird introduction. <laughs> we'll do we'll do it again. We'll fix it in post as yeah, usual. Sure. <laughs> uh, hey, how's your week been, dude? Uh, no BS, I'm sure. It's been pretty good. Um, I have been back home for a week now. I have put on three mm-hmm. pounds Hell in yeah, one girl. week. So this next week, I'm going to get my life back together and stop just eating all the delicious food. No, it's that time of year. It's always That's that time so of year good. here, though. Also, I yes. have a theory, and that theory is that because where you are right now is a little bit below sea level, I feel like the gravitational pull is stronger, <laughs> and hence the scale reads heavier. That's my theory, and I think it works. I'm into it. I'll have to pay attention to how my pants fit. <laughs> see if they feel a little tighter. Oh, don't don't pay attention to that. Don't pay I, attention know, to that. I know. I like, know. I, I even feel stuffy, and I think I'm stuffy because I'm so full that even my nose <laughs> feels I think a real like thing. I can't breathe. I think that's a real thing. Eating so much in the last three days that you just mouth breathe. Like yes, I'm just like. Do you remember that? <laughs> That Adam Sandler album that now is so problematic that came out when we were probably in like fourth grade. Yeah. And they had Fatty McGee and he runs up the stairs and then he wheezes a whole bunch. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, um, so BS that we experienced this week. Oh, first of all, we forgot to mention our musician who oh, does our yes. theme music. Because Miss Tuesday, when she called in and left us a message, she said she wanted to know who did our amazing music. So why don't you tell us whatever we are authorized to tell about him? Um, I think we can say his full name, so I'm going to say okay. it, and I'm going to check for real. And if we can't, I'll we'll just bleep it, bleep it out. <laughs> his name is Wade McNutt, and he is an extremely talented musician. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that, because I feel if I give more info, then you'll figure out who all of us yeah, are. So. If some reason you would like to hire <laughs> this person or whatever, just reach out to us and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll vet you. you. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and make sure but you're not just trying to solve the mystery of who we are. <laughs> he's legit. I will tell you that he um, his primary instrument is the piano, and he is spectacular he's a spectacular uh, yeah and we gave him very little information on what the podcast was did we even give him a sample of it or had we even recorded anything i think we were like here's a premise that we think we're gonna do and we were just thinking of something like snazzy we're like we don't know what do you think and then he just like emailed us back immediately in like and we're like less than a day yeah it was real good Mm-hmm. Like totally not what I was expecting, but he nailed it. So he's he's very talented. So yes, big ups to him. Okay, let's see. So oh, and also, uh, he is a parent of several children, and he and his wife homeschool their children. So he is also an educator. Wow, I don't yeah. think I knew that. Yeah. So I thought I would throw that in there. He gets it. He totally gets it. Absolutely. So let's talk about BS that we've been going All through right. this week. Um, mine's real, mine's real weird and dark. So I'm going to start right, with mine. Our, this whole episode is probably going to be weird know, and dark. A dark. Just a, it's a little dark. So I've been taking a lot of naps. I've got out of the napping habit for a little bit and then I just dove right back into it. 
and it's getting like, it's all wrapped up with my guilt about like not being a good parent. And then while I'm laying in bed, I'm like, I need to get up and go play with my daughter. Who's just like giggling in the other room. But also I'm just like curled up in my blankets. It's Mm -hmm. real dark and awkward. But then I go to sleep and I have these extremely vivid dreams that weave together like this whole tapestry of like a story that I'm living in this other part of my brain. It's real straight. It's like a a series that's ongoing, but there's more than one storyline. Like there's multiple storylines and they're not related. It's like a bunch of alternate universes that I'm sleeping through, but they all go together. And I'm starting to get confused as to what is real and what is not real. So if we have to go on a multiple episode hiatus, it's probably because I'm in the fucking loony bin because what is happening in my brain? It's really strange. It's really strange. So in the dreams, are you like, do you have moments where you realize that you're dreaming and then you're like, oh my God, is this real? Okay. Yes. Like, I don't know if I'm awake or not. And it's usually during my nap time dreams, although sometimes at night it happens too. Um, And then I'll wake up and it will be like several days later and I'm like, oh, that didn't really happen. So like this thing that I'm worrying about is not a real thing that exists in reality. It's it's getting real weird. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's a medication thing or like, I don't know what's happening. So anyway, I'm losing my shit. Somebody please come help me. How about you? How are you doing? (laughs) (sighs) I'm going to spend just this one episode to wallow about my 40th birthday is in like, I don't know, whenever this comes out, it'll be a week away or something. And those of you... Will you be here for your birthday? It'll be like two days after. (gasps) Yeah, so it'll be very close. So people keep being like, what are you doing for your birthday? And I'm like, fucking nothing. Yeah, what are you, what am I going to do? Yeah. And it makes me so, so people that know me really well know that I love to throw a party. Like, I throw some excellent parties and like, they'll have really thoughtful, like. Great themes, extremely thought out. Very good, like little going away presents for everybody Mm -hmm. and stuff, like even for, yeah, I throw good parties. Mm -hmm. And I also really like theme parks. So my 40th. I've been thinking about a long time. I was going to do this whole big thing in Universal Studios. We were going to rent a big place and invite anybody that wanted to come and crash with us to do so. And it was going to be like, this is what I'm doing, but don't feel pressure to hang out with me the whole time. But I've got these two big parties you should probably go to because they're going to be (laughs) kick-ass. And then at home, I was going to have a big party and then like fucking pandemic. And then here we are. Here we it are. It just sucks. And I also have my 40 before 40 list, which I came up with a couple years ago but that I know you, you know that? about. Yeah, I, I know. I need to open it and actually look because there's some things on there that I just I just can't do. Like I just. Yeah. You're for... going to have to just let those things go I for know, right now. It's a bummer. Hey, you know what? 43 is the new 40. So yeah, I would give I yourself a three year extension after. Is Will we be done in three years? <sighs> Lord Jesus, I don't know. So. It's real sad. And every time I think about it, and it's that like people sucks. just keep asking me, what are you going to do? And I'm like, just want to shut up. You just I, I was going to say them really crude. And then I changed my <laughs> mind because we're ladies. I'm such That's a fancy lady. <laughs> don't say crass things to people who ask asinine <sighs> questions. Oh. I'm sorry, dude. That sucks. So that's my BS. Yeah, it sucks. And there's nothing I can do, and it sucks for everybody. So it's, it, it just, does. Uh. It just oh, it's a suck fest. Mm-hmm. It's a big old suck fest. <laughs> um, hey, off topic. Have you watched WandaVision? I haven't yet. It's I'm going to start watching it this week because I was planning the trip down here and that mm-hmm. like occupied all my time. And then it was like, oh, the semester's starting. You have a brand new semester. Not to mention yeah. I'm taking this grad class. I forgot I signed up for it. It was. <laughs> it was one of those free ones though, right? Like you yes! pay for it. it was fully a week into class and I'm sitting. We're finally here. I'm staying at my sister's house because she took a job in a different town. So we basically just took over her mortgage and then she's going to rent it out. So I'm, we've been here for two days. I'm just sitting on the couch enjoying my little espresso. And then I like, <gasps> and I'm like, oh my God. 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 You know how you started teaching a week ago? Well, that class you signed up for also started. I just forgot. It just (laughs) left my brain. So I emailed the teacher and this wasn't totally a lie, but it's kind of a lie. This is why I think I forgot. I was like, I didn't think I was eligible for this did free you use class. Did college excuse? I... My grandma is really sick. And then so. <laughs> grandma did have COVID. She's over times. it though. Oh, that's um, good. No, I just like 
I didn't think I was going to be able to take the class because I thought my class was getting canceled because I only had those three people. So it's yeah. like my brain just let it Shut go. It yeah. And then they were like, well, we'll pay you less money if you still teach. So then I was, but I just forgot about the grant. I just, That's I just like, hysterical. it shocks me. It's like, I imagine if you realized you left one of your children at school where you also yes. work and got home and went like, <laughs> just like, I know it's not the same. That's I just so, hit my no, microphone, but, but I, understand I can't that believe jarring it. feeling and like your butthole goes into your throat. Yes. And you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> Oh my lord! Well, at least you figured it out now. I get, um, what the hell is this? Sorry, I'm sitting on my know, bed. There it. is a bug on my pillow. <gasps> what Ooh. is this thing? It was like a slow-moving. Oh, I hate the South so much. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, but we were talking about Wandavision. That's why I said that. Yes. So I've been saving it, and now I feel like I'm finally in my like semester groove. So I'm going to like make a rule that I have to finish all my lessons for the, we're recording this on a Sunday night, that Mm -hmm. I have to have all my lessons finished before I start watching it. So I think by tomorrow afternoon, I will be fully into it and I'm very excited. I binged all of them yesterday. So yesterday was Saturday Mm -hmm. and I woke up at 930 in the morning because my phone started vibrating a whole bunch because the other teachers on my team were talking about lesson things. So I just muted my phone, but I was awake. So I did, I folded a bunch of laundry and I watched all the episodes that are out. And then I went back to bed and I took a nap that was too long. And then I <laughs> went back into this weird world. And I feel like watching WandaVision first probably didn't help my I was situation. Gonna say, that probably made your dreams it much weirder. It didn't do any good thing, but it's so good. And I don't give a crap about the Marvel universe. Like I enjoy the movies, but I don't know all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even realize until very near the end of one of the episodes, I was like, oh, this is a Marvel thing. I had no idea. I had no clue. I was like, oh, what kind of interesting premise is this? And it's very obvious in the, in the, like the credits and stuff that it is that, but I have my head way That's my how I feel like I was, even though I've seen all the Star Wars movies, like I haven't read the books. You can give me a quiz no. on Star Wars and like, I don't know that I would get all the movies in the right order oh, because of all the- them in the right order. And just like, and that's, that's, I just really enjoyed The Mandalorian. I really liked it. I really yeah. enjoyed it. That's how I'm feeling about the WV. I really am into it. It's very good. Um, yeah. So, and I think you're, I think you're going to really dig it. Oh, I can't okay. wait. Yeah. You're going to love it. Um, so I guess with all of that fun stuff out of the way, let's get into the extremely dark let's and morbid topic of today, which is suicide in students during mm-hmm. the era of Corona. So you obviously work with much older, sh- they're still kids. College mm-hmm. people are still kids. Um, and I work with actual young kids. And then of course we have the age group in the middle. And I've just been seeing a lot in my news feeds of various things, just these articles about student suicides on the uptick. And um, I think the most jarring thing was just actually looking at the statistics of Mm -hmm. a how young these kids are that are just like ending it all and um just like how high the numbers are because my son is in that age group so that's Mm -hmm. like extremely sobering and frightening and um and just reading like parents saying like we had no idea like we knew that they were you know missing their friends and stuff we just didn't see the signs because it's hard to it's hard to see the typical signs of like withdrawing from social activities and when there are no social there activities, are, there's nothing. So um, there was an article in the New York Times, and then there was another one I found in Ed Week that, and one was from June of last year, and one is from uh, January of this year. So it's clearly been going on um, for a while in the uptick, and they were both talking about how a lot of it is just due to, I mean, if you think about the school and how I would say 80% of the importance of it is just the social, just the social right. aspect Just of learning it. how to be a human Being and deal with people. other humans that aren't yes. your relatives and that live by different exactly. rules than you. And just finding your identity and your friends. Like you get to that age and what? Yes, you can take a shower. Sorry. I had somebody <laughs> come in here and ask the very perplexed look, can I take a shower? Like, yes, you can take a shower. <laughs> But just that whole, like, you find your identity in your friends, but when you are not around your friends and all you see them is through Zoom, it's just so isolating. Mm-hmm. And and kids don't see the end in things. Like, right. you just 
everything is so permanent and so big at these eight, like all of your adolescent I can, and pre-adolescent I can development. distinctly remember being in middle school, something happened with a boy, which I hate that like, that was my reason to go to middle school is, oh my God, Matthew is so cute. And he might look at me but today when we're in my, that a hundred percent. And I can remember this little butthole in my class named Ron wrote me a fake, do you like me? Yes, no video uh, from Matthew or video, video. Um, note from Matthew. Yeah. And I 100% was like, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to write yes and put it back in his locker or wherever. And he was totally fucking with me and being a butthole. Um, a oh, little turd. I had to look him up and see where he is. You should. Um, so he's a very common name though. I'd never, I don't know, <laughs> I'd never find this child that's now 40 years that's old 40, also. Right. But I can just remember just being at home and like my life is over, over. and just like, cr- like hysterically crying on my bed. Yes. And my mom saying like, one day you won't even remember this. It will just be like nothing and me just being like so do i not have to go to school tomorrow because that's the answer i'm looking for here right because i clearly am done with this semester because i'm mortally embarrassed it's that same thing of time goes faster as you get older because you've experienced more time when you're a when you're five years old and you're waiting for your birthday you have to wait a fifth of your life until your next birthday oh my god but when you get to be 40 years old it's only a 40th of your around. life until your next birthday. Each year, so each year it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. I've so I never think, thought of it that way. Yeah. I Yeah. It's it's a real, uh, I can't remember what it's called. This is, it's one of the only concepts that's like universally recognized mm-hmm. by everyone in the whole world. Um, so me, I think it's, I know about it. yeah. <laughs> you know, I do remember when I made that realization in like my 20s or something, or maybe when I was in high school and it blowing my mind and then talking to some adult and then being like, yeah, everybody knows that moron. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I felt very smart at the time. But I think the same thing can be said for like any emotional experiences. Yeah. If you've got, if I've only got these three embarrassing things that have happened in my life, or if this is the first embarrassing really thing big. that's happened in my life, then yeah, how can I go on? Like, it's just, it doesn't, yeah, like you said, you, you, you haven't consuming. yet gone over that hump and seen that you are how a resilient person. How much worse your life is going to get, <laughs> yes. yeah. How much more but, terrible things are going to happen. Do you have any really awful, embarrassing stories from middle or high school that you would like to oh share with God. our listeners? I feel like my whole middle and high school experience. I have a really bad one. Failure. Um, I feel like one of one that I will never forget that I felt like I was going to for reals die is I was in eighth. My high school went eighth grade through 12th grade because mm-hmm. small town. And it was like the first week of school. And I was already a big nerd, like I had a few friends from my other school that came with me, like everybody from my other school came with me, but I didn't have a ton of friends. So I was mm-hmm. not a cool person at all. And I was coming down the stairs from, uh, I think I've told, I may have told the story on this podcast before I was coming down the stairs in front of the sophomore class. And there was a boy that I was, had a mega crush on who was walking by and I slipped in my backpack, my 50 pound LL Bean backpack flipped over my head and I tumbled down like no. 18 concrete stairs and landed at his feet, like bleeding from all of my, oh my God. extremities. And I just stood up like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally like trying to brush it up. Like, it's cool. It's cool. I have like a bloody nose. And I just remember thinking, and there were these two a-hole boys from my grade who had gone to my elementary slash junior high school. And they were making some asinine comment in the back. And I remember just thinking, I'm going to go drown myself in the toilet. Like, yeah, I just like this is it for me. We've got to move yes. to a new town. Yes. And I still feel like when I remember that incident, I still feel that same like disgust with myself and just horrible embarrassment. And then I think I have a similar story to yours, though, with like, I thought that somebody liked me because of something that somebody had said. And there was something confused. And then anyway, he found out that I thought that he liked me or something. He said something about it in front of all my friends at lunch. And again, I wanted to die because my friends were assholes Mm. about it. And so like, I just, but I remember these moments and like, even right now, like my face is getting hot and I feel all sweaty and pissed off at my 13 year old self for being (laughs) such a dumbass. Um, But I just like, those moments are so scarring 
because you don't have any real problems. Like mm-hmm. that's just, that is what you feel. Yeah, At least we didn't you're have all consumed. Yeah. I went to the movies once. I went with my, my good friend, Marissa, who lived on the street, who we were best friends from kindergarten. And then I went with my cousin and I don't remember if it was her mom or her stepdad that dropped us off. But we were meeting boys at the movie theater, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them might have been my cousin, and then the other one was the little boy that I really liked. So this whole elaborate thing was just like yes. to try to set me so and this other boy up. Same, yes, yeah, in the same row. And we decided instead of going to see whatever PG thirteen movie we were going to see, we were going to sneak into a rated R movie. We were <gasps> going to see Before Sunrise. It was nothing okay. scandalous, y'all. Sure, nothing happens in this movie. I've seen it many times as an adult. So we go into the theater. We're just like, you know, I'm like sitting next to him, like doing the thing where you're all, where you're like, like, you just can breathing just, weird. You're just breathing like, weird. And like, I'm going to put my hand on the arm of just the Just like seat see what happens. Like, oh so God. that he can try to hold my hand. And you're just like, your whole body <laughs> is like so, cool so tense. Yes. So at some point, maybe 15, 20 minutes into the movie, my cousin's stepdad like storms in there and makes a huge scene and makes us leave the movie theater. Oh my god. No. And it was it was awful. It was half because like we were meeting, I guess cuz we were meeting these boys, so he thought like there was some funny business going about. I, mean, I was like 12. There was right. no funny business going on. Which is hilarious like, that they let you into a rated R movie because when you were 12, I'm sure you looked Well, I think we bought a ticket to something now. else and then just okay. walked Did into that theater. In. Okay. Um, yeah. So he made all of us pile into his, well, the girls. So like, uh-huh. oh, so Marissa's dad is the one who actually brought us to the theater. But he, I yeah, one asshole made us leave the movie theater, made us all pile into his tiny truck that only had like the front seat and the passenger seat. It was like one of those little bitty trucks, yes. not like a big F-150. Like the one that I drove in college. Yes, yes, exactly like that. Yes. So I just remember us like all sitting on each other's laps and me getting home and like running in the house and like flopping on the bed and like so scream crying and my mom being like, what's wrong? Oh my God, what's wrong and i just remember marissa's dad being like this asshole owes me 375 you didn't even get to see your movie because none of our parents gave a shit that we went to this rated r movie my mom might have even known that we were meeting these two boys one of which was my cousin cousin. yeah at this movie theater oh Uh, my god i wanted to die it was so (sighs) embarrassing god what a butthole dragged us out like like came in and like, hey, what are you girls doing here? Come on, get up. We're getting out of here. Get like, oh my God. It was the worst. Mortifying. Absolutely yeah. mortifying. And just scarring for life. But the stupid shit. Mm-hmm. But you know what makes me sad is like, even as scarring as those things were, the thought of reliving this, that portion of my life and not being able to even have those experiences sounds even worse it sounds a thousand times worse mm-hmm. to me what these kids are going through right now and just not getting to be around anybody or right. have the chance to try to sneak into a movie and get your ass yanked out by your friend's asshole stepdad oh like, my god as mortifying as that is like those are building blocks of right it's what makes ad- your personality totally it just really makes me sad. And then I know that there's a lot of families where the kids even have a choice. Like I have a few friends who teach and their kids are in high school and they're like, yeah, my kids just like, they could go back to school, but they're just doing it. They just want to stay at home and do it. And I would be like, you may absolutely not stay at home. Right. Go to school. Get out of here. I swallowed my tooth today while eating brisket. Oh yeah. Um, he what? He swallowed his tooth today <gasps> oh, while eating no. brisket. Oh <laughs> no. So proud of you. I saw the pictures and I was like, I'm on my way. (laughs) Oh my God. It's delicious. My house smells like a smokehouse, but it's worth it. Oh, that smoker, the garage smoker. That's right. Now everything makes sense. Now it's okay. I'm not as mad about it. Um, Yeah, but they're just like, yeah, my kids have just decided to stay home. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like you need to go and have, I mean, if I get the whole, you know, if you're sick, if you have the stuff, I get it. But otherwise, no, you like you will forever regret not right. having 
right horrible traumatizing memories to fall back on but it's like like, i would not give any of that up for the world it's your trenches it's you like when you go to your class reunion or your whatever yes you you talk to people you haven't talked to in a thousand years and you go do you remember that time we did that thing yes do you remember how we were banned from high school yes (laughs) and they almost got expelled do you (laughs) do you remember that time that we went to a twin cinema when we were 14 years old and we bought tickets to see ants and then tried to sneak into <laughs> Halloween H2O or whatever it was. Oh my god. And they totally pulled our asses out of that line and made uh, us go see ants anyway and it was mortifying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's but those, those are, are the so things that like build your handy. it builds your resilience, it builds your personality. So me having that experience and not speaking <laughs> up for myself is that is that my cute godson that swallowed his tooth? Get out of here, <laughs> toothless. Love you. Shut the door. (laughs) I'm leaving all of this in. (laughs) I've decided when I come to visit, I'm going to interview your children just for posterity's sake. I think that will be And then we're going to have like MP3s. This has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) No, little girl begs to be on the show all the time. So I think Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, so I think that just like, so like me having this experience where this total butthole dragged me out of a movie theater and of course I was 12 so I'm not going to say anything to this man but me ruminating on this for years and years you know what the next time somebody does something that is super uncool I have grown the balls to be like hey not cool cool, butthole yeah you're not even her real dad Steve (laughs) that's right (laughs) you can't pull me out of this movie theater Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's what makes your personality. It 100% does. It 100% does. Um, And just like, just the thought of being 10, 11, 15, whatever it is, because you can't see further than two weeks Mm -hmm. in advance. You really can't. And not seeing an end in sight. I mean, it's bleak. It's Mm -hmm. really bleak. Like, and they don't even, they don't even have the schema to understand like what could be. It just looks like, well, this is it. This is this is what life is, and it looks like shit. And then they look at their parents and all the shit that we're dealing with, and none yeah. of that looks good either. I mean, it it just kind of looks like no end in sight, and it's absolutely horrible. I mean, the statistics for um, you know youth suicide was up before Corona even started because of mm-hmm. social media and kids having phones when they shouldn't have phones. We are going to do a whole episode because I'm reading a book right now uh, called "The Codification of America," and it Ooh. talks about how the way we are treating things today is negatively it's like it's an academic book so it's got scientific fact it's not just somebody mm-hmm. being like back in my day right. yeah so it's got uh you know the the psychological Which I take as fact by the way anybody mm-hmm. who's like when i was a kid we did this and i'm like darn tootin you did you um, turned out great sharon so we have our we have our next two episodes mapped out but the one after that i'm gonna i'm gonna do a review of this book and tell you all my favorite little if I finished it I still haven't finished it yet um but it talks a lot yeah (laughs) I still haven't even started it (laughs) it's really good every time I read it I'm like yes um but it just talks a lot about the 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 negative mental implications where we're like having students develop these days students children whatever people Mm -hmm. that aren't fully formed adults just because of different ways that society is mm-hmm. without any happening form of i don't know <laughs> but yes yeah, yeah. no grit yeah so no it's ability to push through or struggle so the or... like tldr of it um for my mom that means too long don't read yes right? for the too long <laughs> don't read it's basically saying how um uh it's it it talks the section i'm on right now talks about how bad trigger warnings actually are for students mental health because all of the psychological evidence shows that if you have some kind of trauma whether it's big t or little t Mm -hmm. like whether it's like some for real fucked up shit or if it's like like, i've always been chubby and i feel really bad when somebody when i try to put my pants on right so i feel bad when people talk about swimming yeah right so whether it's something that's really really traumatic to you or not this like culture of I need to be warned so I can leave the room yeah. when you talk about something is creating 
It's just there's this complete lack of resilience. So all the all the all the psychological evidence shows that when you have a real trauma in your life, the way that you get better is by talking about it, by facing it, by this and this Mm -hmm. and this. So they're saying by taking away all of these smaller opportunities to talk about things, um, students and young people are losing their resilience. They're not they're not flexing that muscle. Mm -hmm. And that's why depression is at an all time high. Like Mm -hmm. this is way before pan. This book was written before the pandemic. But it's saying that like they compare it to the peanut allergy thing. The reason Mm -hmm. they cite all the they cite all the scientific data of the reason there are so many peanut allergies is this paper came out in the 90s that suggested the way to avoid it is to not give your gifts any peanuts and then what happens is correct and then what happens Mm -hmm. is when they're not exposed to it they don't build up that resilience and Mm -hmm. then the it just is a snowball effect so that's what Mm -hmm. they kind of compare it to so i kind of talked about it more than i planned to but we'll really dive into it into Um, the science yeah and it's got the science about it and this is written by two uh, college professors so they are they do it totally through a lens of college campuses so yeah it's really interesting you know what that fully checks out I think it I mean it goes into parenting as well because there's a lot of times where I feel like a terrible parent because I, I compare myself constantly who doesn't to other parents that you know or like you know things that you read or hear podcasters talk about you know how they're parenting and I'm like god am I too hard on my kids am I making them your kids are fantastic but well sometimes they are but sometimes sometimes i lawnmower stuff just because i don't want to deal with the fucking bitching about stuff but i mean for the most part i don't halfway out of laziness on my own part so that's not great but also i i think because i am a teacher and i see i mean you can tell as an educator who in your classroom knows how to kind of buck up and deal with shit and who Mm -hmm. is a complete wiener dog and can't deal with anything and um and i think there's a definite like part of my brain that's like, you know what, you just need to struggle with some shit sometimes. Like, right. um, I can acknowledge that my kids have no real actual challenges in their lives. Like right. we have a home, both of us have job. you know, both of their parents have jobs. We're both married. Um, you know, we have a pretty cush life, you know, it's not perfect, but we're definitely very comfortable. And so like, um, making my, my son, you know, who, doesn't want to do piano lessons. I'm making him do it anyway, just because he has to struggle through it. It pisses him off every week. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) You can be pissed off for an hour and practice piano and get better at it. Like, yeah. And you're practicing, you're practicing getting over something over shit and dealing with it. Like I, I mean, it's a very artificial challenge, but at the same time, I'm like, I just want you to have, I just want you to have something to tell your therapist later. Like if you don't, I feel like if you don't, then it's exactly what you're saying. Like, Mm-hmm. how will you ever learn how to deal with anything? Right. Um, I mean, it's this the... is not putting blame on, you know, people whose children commit suicide, obviously. Like that's not, no, no, doing. no, 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 not but at all. It is definitely a huge like thing that's happening in this generation of kids. And it's becoming more and more of a problem. I think it's partially that I think it's also partially, like I was saying earlier, the whole social media bullshit and everybody having a phone and being exposed to knowing everybody's innermost thinking all the time. Like, but also you're least, seeing a curated fancy pants version. Absolutely. Right. Like at least when we were kids, you you were you saw what you saw, you got what you got, but it wasn't constant. So like yeah, right. there were fake people at your school, but you didn't have to see 24 hours a day of them curating what they wanted you to see. Mm-hmm. The, yes, people talked shit about you behind your back and they wrote things and notes and passed it to each other, but it wasn't direct to your face all the time without being to escape it. Like it's just Correct. so different than the way it is now. Um, to where like if a kid truly is being bullied now, there really is no escaping it. I mean, right. You, you, how do you escape that? Even if you take Mm -hmm. your child's device away, if they're being bullied, it's still going on. I mean, you can't control any of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's just a snow, it's a snowball effect of garbage is what it is. I think we should, we should say, and perhaps I'm educating you on this, is not PC to say committed suicide anymore. You're supposed to say died by suicide. suicide. And I forgot until you said it again, because committed is implying that they, that there was, that there's a crime involved in it. Thank you. So, and I don't remember if it's in this article or not, but I've definitely. That's like in the last decade-ish that that's been. Oh, I think it's, it's even been like the that. last two years. It hasn't been that long. Okay. I was. Um, I feel like a lot of shit has been mm-hmm. changed in the last two years. Absolutely. So thank you for bringing that. Yeah, so we'll say that now so that we don't 
go right. back and change all the times when I said committed to died by. Just, <laughs> just put it put in there right over. there. Yes. Just put that in there. Um, Jeez, so we're, we're definitely going to link these two articles. I think a really important statistic was that the New York Times article in particular, and this came out, I don't know, probably a few weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. It's um, specifically January targeting 24th. the Nevada superintendent. I guess that's yeah. who decides when people go back. Yeah. And one of the reasons he's pushing to go back to school is he said that their their number of students that have died by suicide has doubled from the previous year. And yeah. it's not saying that it's all pandemic related, but just everything we said earlier and not having access to these mental health, um, not having access to their counselors or anything else. Yeah. It's just all piling on top of it. So And then you we- have you also have a lot of those kids who their only break from whatever shitty home situation they have was being right. in school. So there's right. a lot of those kids too. And a lot of them are not accounted for at all. Like a lot of those mm-hmm. kids, we just don't know where they are. So that's also <sighs> horrifying. Yeah. But he was talking about how every night he, his phone just, you know, vibrates multiple times and he's, he knows what it is. It's just absolutely gross and terrifying. Oh, and then in the, was it on that article or the other one that we're linking? It might've been the Ed week one. There's a, there's a video, like a documentary that um, one of the fathers of one of these young kids who, who uh, died by suicide, I'm going to set it again, 13-year-old, um, he did like a little 15-minute documentary about it, and it's just startling. Like, you look at these pictures, years. they're That's babies. It. Like, you look at this kid's picture, and you're he just looks like a little Ugh. sweet little baby. It's so sad. It's just horrifying. Um, should we take a break? Yeah, let's <laughs> a- take a, a very late <laughs> but let's take a break <laughs> hey guys we're back yeah um i don't want to talk about that anymore so i don't either <laughs> i feel like we just brought everybody down everybody but it's down. something that you should know it's you know, something people should just be made something of to think about when you're bitching about being on the front lines sure we're we're all on the front lines we we get it but the kids are on the front lines too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so let's do some teaching tips. Tips on teaching. Miss W, what you got for us? Okay, so my teaching tip, it's kind of weird, but I found it really helpful. So I like Sharpies a lot. And man, if my students wouldn't steal the shit off my Sharpies oh, on my desk. Right. Like so often so i take shit off my desk all the time constantly and i I watch them do it i'm like this is do i come and like dig in your shit and take your what the hell makes me crazy (laughs) so so what i somebody told me this it might have been it might have been miss l our art teacher friend somebody that was an art teacher told me like what you need to do is when you go to a craft store or anything like that buy a couple of yellow sharpies they're always on clearance because nobody wants them buy some yellow sharpies and then put the yellow tops on your black sharpies and nobody will take them because they have the wrong cap color so just get a cap color that's not black and put it on there and then they'll stop stealing your sharpies i really like that idea i'm totally gonna do it yeah um so for my teaching tip i'm actually gonna read an email that we got like uh in 2020 at the end of 2020 a thousand years ago from uh, i'm gonna call her miss h because i don't know if i have permission to use her full name but um she does start with she immediately grabbed my attention by saying that um she enjoys our podcast very much and she can tell what a wonderful friendship the two of us have each episode plus we're both wonderful teachers (laughs) oh my gosh thank you miss h hasn't seen the nightmare that happens in my classroom on a daily basis thank you miss h (laughs) so she was um she was writing in because she is a uh what does it say in here she's a licensed specialist in school psychology and she was saying how um i keep bringing up 504s and ieps and i she doesn't say this but she's implying like it sounds like you don't know exactly what you're talking about she doesn't say that but She's right. So um, she, was, <laughs> she was saying, um, I was talking about that student I had who D and Q'd because their cognitive profile was really oh, low that's for a specific right. learning disability. So we couldn't really get this child any services. So um, she was saying that SPED is very complicated. True. Mm-hmm. Um, and to qualify as a student with a specific learning disability, the student must have average intelligence based on an IQ assessment. So um 
that's on the bell curve. So if you're between 85 and 115, that's within normal limits. But if you're below an 85, you just don't get to qualify for a specific learning disability. And she was saying that there are several reasons why a cognitive score might be below an 85. And she said there's seven major areas of cognitive abilities so that you can break it down into things like mm-hmm. short-term memory and memory retrieval and just all this other stuff, which makes sense. And when she started writing, it was like, oh, yes, that's true. So specifically, she was saying if the student's short-term memory is in the 60s and their long-term memory is in the 60s, it'll make it extremely difficult for the student to learn new information Mm. or to recall previously learned information. So giving them a SLD won't necessarily help them because it's it's a memory thing. So, but me knowing that as a teacher can help me know how to, you know, deal with that child in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So, um, she says for students in the under 85 range, it's a lot of repeat review and drill type of recommendations, which is, you know, what we do as much as we can, but especially in the younger grades, you'd be able to do this more. I just kind of feel bad for these kids. Like if we know that that's a thing, I feel like they should be held to a different standard than everyone else. Like, we know that that's a thing for them. It's kind of like if you have a blind student, you're not going to expect them to start, you know, reading text. Where, I don't know. It's just it's yeah. like if your brain is not doing this thing. Well, it's just like we what we were saying standard? a few weeks ago. You have a student that doesn't speak English yet, and they still give them the state exams in English. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that in just a second, too. <laughs> so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. So, uh, but from state to state, it's different. So like in California, they don't do IQ tests. So they use different types of uh, data to decide who gets services and who doesn't. But she, she recommends several different books. So if anybody else is on the wanting to read more books train, she recommends The Boy Who Was Raised as a Dog by Bruce Perry. And it's about how trauma impacts a child. He was one of the first people out... Uh, with the Branch Davidians in the Waco massacre oh. siege. So he was one of the first people there to help the children out, to help them adjust to life. So right. that sounds really cool. Uh, there's another book called The Whole Brain Child by Daniel Siegel. And it talks about brain development, which is something that I specifically wanted to talk, wanted to learn more about and um, how brain development in- affects children and impacts children. There's another one called The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. I'll spell that for you later. Um, <laughs> I'll put all these in the show notes. Put all these in the show notes. So yeah, there's a lot of really great books that she recommends. Uh, so I will be reading that. Thank you so much, Miss H. This was actually a very helpful uh, email for me to release some things that are out of the scope of my control and to help me approach this child in a different way. And her parents as well. That's really mm-hmm. helped me with her parents. So thanks. Teaching tip. Know what the hell is going on with your kids, I guess. Yeah. So anybody else, if you have teaching tips for us, please send them in because we're out of, ideas. out of them. We don't, we don't have anything else. We've, we've given 29 tips each at this point and we are out. We don't know what very it. few, we don't know what very few solid teach. I have a few that like <laughs> particularly work well at the end of the school year that I've been holding on to. And yeah. I, just, I, I don't want to blow my wad yet. Gross. On those, that was gross. <laughs> oh my, cut that out. <laughs> nope, leave it in. We're leaving all of this in. Uh, okay, that's going to be the name of this episode. We're leaving Blowing my all wide. of this in, and then people, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, um, it's late. It's so late. Anyway, um, so let's do some screaming in the parking lot. Screaming in the parking lot. Yours made whoop, me laugh. Whoop. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, let me paint the scene for everyone. So this is a couple weeks ago now. So sometimes I'll come up with a screaming in the parking lot, but I already have one for the week, so I have to hold off. So this is an email that was sent to everyone. We all know how I love when mm-hmm. someone sends an email to all 3,000 faculty cool. members at the university. So this it was sent out to everyone on the faculty and staff the afternoon before classes start. So our classes started on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I don't remember. So we'll just say we'll just say Not Tuesday. Okay. Classes classes started on Tuesday at 8 a.m. This person sends out this email at 5 p.m on monday so right before 14 hours before classes start 
Uh, it says, hi, has anyone else had their courses made available without their knowledge? Mine were all made available and I wasn't finished designing my courses. I have mm. students emailing me about work already. <laughs> so then, of course, there's a bunch of saucy reply alls that are like, that well, are like, it starts tomorrow. All the classes on Blackboard were made public at noon. We received several several communications about this. So it was just like, when were you going to finish when your you, courses? Right? Tomorrow, honey bun. Cla- even, if you're, even if you have a class that doesn't start until the next day, your students, are they still start? Why? They need to buy their books and just like, I right? just... I couldn't believe her like email being like someone has made my blackboard public without my permission morning at the start of my course at the moment my course starts 859 my goodness so that was that was amazing that's fun it made me laugh like oh sweetheart that totally sounds like something I would do and this is somebody that and this is like a tenured person that has a doctorate and makes 10 times what I make. And they hadn't even put, hadn't even done their syllabus yet. Oh my, gross. Gross. That's fun. <sighs> so um, I'm going to take a screaming in the parking lot from a delightful email that we got. And it says, this is from Miss M. And she says, hey, ladies, one acronym, five words. Telpos in a global fucking pandemic. That's all. Thanks for always making me laugh. Miss M. All uh, right. So we Googled TELPAS. So TELPAS st- stands for Te- Texas English Language Profici- Proficiency Assessment System. So um, I can fully relate to this because it's different from state to state, but it's the same GD thing. Because what you have to do to prove this child's language proficiency, which by definition, if they are in whatever the system is that requires right. this, they have to, they, we already know they don't speak English, right? Right. So you have to get what, however old they are. So like I have a child and or not my personal child, but I have a student in elementary school and between, um, the next two week period, I have to get this poor child to write five full page essays. One of them has to be a science expository, um, one of them has to be a social studies expository. So just like explaining the, a scientific process mm-hmm. in English, um, explaining some sort of social studies concept in English, a mathematical process, and a full page essay. I a couldn't math do that. One? Like how to do, yes, they have to do one that's written in past tense, like maybe a personal narrative in past tense or some kind of story. And then like one more that it can be another science or just like another whatever they want. Just a, just a grab bag of things. We have to get these poor children who already struggle with it to write five different friggin' essays for this damn thing. How, how like awful is that? Like we already know what they can do because they've been turning in their work all year. So why can't I use the things they've already been doing? No, I have to get brand new writing samples. And then on top of that, you have to do it even for your distance learners who are not with you and who probably aren't turning anything already. You have to get them to handwrite this thing and then like hand deliver the samples back to you. So good luck with that. It is so stupid. Miss B is doing double birds. I'm at doing the camera. double. <laughs> it's so stupid and infuriating. It's kind of like taking standardized uh, state related yeah. testing during this year of the pandemic. It's dumb. <sighs> so, Miss M, I feel that. It's a bunch of horse shit. And we're on the same page there, sister. Scream it out. Scream it loud. Scream it proud. Hey, it's all worth it, though. It I'm is. Re- hey, but. Oh, go ahead. Before go ahead. we do, do our it. all worth it, we need to give a shout out to Miss T, who was our fan page moderator, who yes. got COVID and was sick, like so sick, sick for weeks. And she's finally on the mend. And by the time she hears this, she'll be super on the mend because be. we, we record them a week ahead of time. We do. So you know what, Miss T, thank you so much. We're so glad that you're we feeling so better. We are so grateful for you because without you, we would not have any social media presence because we're both that really is right. bad at that. That is right. I'm really bad at it. So awesome job. My all worth it is one of the parents of a delightful child in my class sent me an email last week and she goes, I'm going to bring you lunch on Thursday. 
what do you want for lunch? Love and I was just it. like, I just like a single tear of gratitude and like <laughs> a single peace. tear of Diet Coke, <laughs> Diet Coke went down here and Chick-fil-A sauce out of the other eye. And it was just <laughs> glorious. It never, I've never tasted a better chicken sandwich in my life. So oh. shout out to the parents who were like, you know what? I see you over there. Let me bring you some nasty old fast food. I was like, Aww. yes, girl. It was so delightful. So nice. Yeah. All right. My shout out. I need to read what I actually wrote because it's funny. Oh, uh, oh, my not my shout out. My all worth it is I wrote imposter syndrome can eat a dick. (laughs) Okay. So remember a few weeks ago when my all worth it moment was that I did some scene readings with a friend that was auditioning for something and it just felt so good to coach someone mm-hmm. and to like do a little bit of acting and like do some actual theater stuff. And I felt really good and excited about it. So I've now done this two more times. Uh, the last one, we had like our set Zoom time and we, you know, we got on Zoom and then he was like, hey, I actually recorded them already. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm, uh, but he was like, uh, he was like, so I hired like a casting agent uh you can do these you can do get like coasting coaching sessions with casting agents and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's especially easy now that everybody's doing everything on zoom and he was like yeah there's this casting agent i've been thinking about um hiring so i hired her to coach me on this scene i wanted her to coach me right before i met with you to record it and then she was like do you just want to record it now um so he was like, but I'm wondering if you'll watch him and just give me your opinion. And I'm like, okay, but don't tell me what the casting agent said. Because he, he did he did <laughs> right. five five takes of it. So I'm watching him and I'm writing notes and stuff like that. And I was uh-huh. like, my favorite are three and four. I like four better if they're going for this. I like three better if they're going for this. And I'm like, what the casting agent say? And he, he was like, she liked three and four. And I was like, yes, yeah. yes. Now so I'm going to send you a Venmo your... bill for $250. Right. Exactly. Yes. And I was just like, yeah, I am so awesome. I, can do, mofos. I am fantastic. I really I am good I'm at coaching people about. with acting. My opinions are valid. Yes. So it just, yeah. God, no, felt that so does good. feel good. That does feel good. Yes, mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. Suck it. <laughs> Good talk, guys. Hey, do you have a BS in education? Because if you do, we want to hear from you. You can email us at bsineducation2020 at gmail.com, especially if you have some teaching tips that you would like yes. to share. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at BS in Education. You can find us on Facebook probably bs in education again i don't something like know. that yeah just something search like for that. it it we actually got an email somebody looking for it we're a fan page and not a group i think but if you just search for bs in education you'll see our cute little apple we're pop in up. there somewhere yeah um you can call us and tell us some stuff at 234-73-TEACH we will not pick up the phone because i don't talk to anybody on the phone but <laughs> you can leave us a message and we might play it on the air if you want us Hell to yeah um so everybody have a real good week and stuff and this has been a, a bs in education, education. classes ended time to go pick up your crayons off the floor classes ended time to go i don't want to see your face no more thank you for listening to ABS in education. My tummy hurts. <laughs>